All right, happy Monday afternoon. The time is 3.36 on this March the 15th. Jeff Andreas here. Hope everyone's having a nice start to their work week. Speaking of work, well, last week, the latest labor survey was released by Stats Canada showing that 27,000 jobs were gained in British Columbia and that the jobless rate now stands at 6.9% in the province, but that does remain above the pre-pandemic rate of 5.1%. I caught up with the province's jobs minister, Ravi Kalon, on Friday to get into the latest survey results. It's positive news. I mean, we've uh, we have one of the strongest recoveries in, across the entire country, and we're at 99.4 percent of pre-pandemic job levels, uh, and that means that's 10 straight months of job growth, and and so that that's positive. And you know, we saw in these numbers that that majority of the new jobs that we brought on have been from women as well, because we know that gap has existed and it's starting to close. So it's it's positive. It means the approach we've been taking to economic recovery it's working. Now, one of the concerns, I guess, that has been raised as we continue to to talk about the employment gains, you know, I don't want to downplay the fact that we are seeing jobs being recovered because that is obviously really important. But a lot of them, the vast majority of them, I believe, are coming via part-time work. Um, Just any... Any concern about the fact that, you know, most of the the gains are coming in that part-time sector and obviously a lot of people who are getting those part-time jobs looking for full-time work? Well, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, this month, the job numbers are slightly higher in part-time, but we have been seeing a trend of increases in jobs in full-time. But, you know, part-time jobs are not a bad thing either. Uh, you know, we, we've heard from lots of groups that represent uh, women's organizations who talk about the importance of having those part-time jobs uh, for those who uh, are maybe taking care of kids and then need a place to be employed. And so it's not necessarily a bad thing. But what we have seen uh, throughout the pandemic recovery is that we've seen the average income for workers rise dramatically because the the jobs that have been impacted most, hospitality, uh, tourism-related, are, are typically lower-paid uh, paid employment uh, jobs. And, and where we've seen the gains are in some of our resource sector, our energy and mining uh, sectors, at forestry as well, and then those are higher-paid jobs. And so... Uh, you know, there's some mixed information there, but overall, uh, very, very positive. I, I want to focus here on the interior and maybe even look more specifically at Kamloops. I saw you quoted in some pieces here just saying how some parts of the province, such as Kamloops, are actually seeing employment above pre-pandemic levels. What do you think has allowed places like Kamloops to be a little bit more resilient in terms of the job market? Well, there's a couple things. First, I think uh, part of the recovery plan, we've put a lot of dollars in targeting kind of uh, rural communities and Kamloops because of all of the communities around you is seeing uh, some of that benefit. Second, people are following the rules and keeping themselves safe. Uh, and, uh, and the numbers continue to be, you know, fairly low, which uh, is very positive. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, like I, I look through some of the numbers and uh, you, you've seen um, uh, housing is, is doing really well. You've got, uh, uh, new business licenses being issued at record levels. So it's just positive for Kamloops and, and Prince George and the Caribou region as well. Uh, looking ahead here to the summer, I'm hoping we see this trend continue and we get back to fully to those pre-pandemic levels pretty soon, especially as you know the vaccine rollout continues to, to move forward and more people get that shot and we uh, build up more community immunity. Uh, but 
One of the sectors that has been hit the hardest by COVID-19 has been our tourism industry. You know, it's going to be a slow roll. We know uh, international tourism is going to be, you know, mild if if at all here come this summer as we still watch the world sort of recover uh, from this pandemic. But what uh, what are you anticipating here as we look towards summer tourism? Do you think it's going to come back a little bit stronger than what we saw in 2020? Well, you summed it up really well. I mean, without uh, international tourism, there's gonna, uh, there's going to be an impact, and everyone understands that. But uh, I don't know a single person uh, who doesn't have a trip in mind within BC that they want to do the moment Dr. Henry says go for it. Uh, and so I think there's a huge pent-up demand for uh, domestic travel. Uh, in fact, I think there's more opportunities with domestic travel even than, than international travelers coming in. And so um, I do think that once we get enough vaccine rollout, we start seeing that open. People are just itching to get out um, and, uh, and visit other parts of the province. Um, the small and medium-sized business recovery grant, I know that program was extended. It was set to expire here at the end of this month and has now been shifted the deadline to apply or to be qualifying to August 31st. And you're also expanding some of the qualifications for small and medium-sized businesses, such as uh, you know expanding the threshold for revenue loss from 30% to 70%. What have you seen so far? I know it's kind of still early days since the changes have been made, but are you seeing a lot more outpouring from business owners who are now qualifying qualifying for this uh, this recovery grant? Well, it's, it's a little early to see a, a significant uptake. I mean, we saw a steady increase in applications from our December 21st changes to the program. We've got about $75 million out. Uh, there's 50 businesses in Kamloops alone that have benefited from from the financial supports, which is very positive. Uh, I, I, you know, one of the biggest things in the beginning was to ensure the dollars went to the businesses that were hardest hit, uh, those that saw up to 70 percent decline in in revenue. Uh, but now we've made that change. We've eliminated that requirement, so more businesses have access to it. And and I encourage every any businesses. Um, uh, in Kamloops, uh, any of your listeners to apply, M- money is available and it's available till the end of August. Yeah, and I know one of the criticisms from the opposition about this program was talking about you know who was qualifying, and and one of the things that was always brought up was just how much money of the three hundred forty-five million dollar program had actually gone out. With the extension of a deadline here to the end of the summer, are you expecting that the vast majority, if not all, of that three hundred forty-five million will uh, get into the pockets of those who really do need it? Well, uh, from the beginning, uh, since I became minister, I've been meeting with business associations. Uh, every recommended recommendation they've made, we've made to the program. Uh, our purpose of the money was to get it to as many businesses who really need it. Uh, and, the, and the dollars are still there for any business that needs it. We've extended it till the end of August. Uh, and, uh, and like I said, we have seen significant uptake in applications. Uh, and, uh, and my hope is that businesses that need the dollars can uh, will will apply and uh, and we'll be able to provide them. We're over ninety three percent of businesses that apply that actually qualify for the money. So money is getting out the door and it's a positive thing. Uh, I think that's about all I have on the plate here for you right now. Uh, just one quick question in regards to the border and what that might mean for our economy, um, because I saw uh, the governor of New York, I believe it was, was asking uh, the Biden administration to look towards a full reopening of the Canada-U.S. border by July 4th, by uh, their holiday down there. 
Do you think that the opening of the border will have a significant impact on tourism? Because I know that's you know something that's been talked about a lot is is the tourism industry, and we talked about it already earlier on in our chat. Here is is the international tourism. We're not going to probably see a ton of that here this summer, but if we do see an opening of the border, obviously it's going to depend on our vaccine rollout. I think is going to be a big. Uh, factor in whether or not we see a full reopening, but how important do you think that is to getting tourism dollars back into those that need it and getting those companies that really had to take a full summer off last year back up and running? Well, I think uh, at the end, if people don't feel safe, uh, they won't be traveling. And so I think the safety and ensuring that we're following the science is critically important. And that's what we're doing in BC. Uh, we're not making decisions uh, on, uh, you know, what we think is going to drive the economy first. We're thinking health and, and people's safety first. And, and, you know, we're fortunate in BC and Canada, actually, that we're having a system where we can track who's been vaccinated and people are getting passports. Uh, and I know it's a, a bit of a patchwork in the U.S., which makes it a little bit more challenging to uh, to navigate who's been vaccinated and who's coming. But that being said, you know, there's going to be a time when that border opens up and there's going to be a time when a lot of people start traveling to Canada, in particular to BC, because there's a, an understanding that we have uh, a safe jurisdiction to, uh, to travel to, uh, and it will be good for our economy. But right now, health is our number one focus. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, but still wanted to just get you get your thoughts on that. I guess just while I let you go, any thoughts on what we might anticipate here in March, or is it difficult to make any predictions on the job market from month to month? Well, I think what we're going to see is uh, it's going to become a little more flat over uh, the, the next few months uh, for job numbers. When you're already close to 100% of where you were, you know, there's not going to be a lot much more movement for jobs to shoot up. I think it's going to depend on once the vaccines are rolled out uh, and uh, once that's happened and we start seeing more of the economy opening up, that's when we'll see, uh, I think, a really strong surge in employment. And, and again, BC will lead the country and, uh, and I'm feeling good about that. BC Jobs Minister right there, Ravi Kalan, speaking on the February Labour Force Survey, which showed 27,000 new jobs added in British Columbia last month.